Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode. I I feel like I first of all, guys, well, let's welcome Elizabeth Orellana. Woo. Hi everybody. Woo. <laughs> okay, so so the way I was going to start is like, welcome back everybody. But I realize Elizabeth that I say that in every episode and maybe this is a first episode that somebody hears. So I'm like, I have to change it up. So guys, welcome to my podcast, Straightforward. This is Straightforward. My name is Josias. If you don't know who I, um, if you don't know who I am, uh, my special guest is Elizabeth um, in this episode, and I am so grateful that you are listening. I and I'm and and yeah. So let's get to this episode, Elizabeth. So guys, we have Elizabeth Oriana, and as you guys know, the past couple of days, um, we've been hearing Kayla, we've been hearing Michelle, and they and we and we've just had a um and sorry. We, we've just had um, conversations about education and just different branches of education. And guys, when I was planning this episode, the first, and I'm not joking, the first person I thought about was you, Elizabeth. Not joking. <laughs> I, I'm not joking. I had to, okay, cool. Elizabeth, I DM'd her right away. Um, and, and again, she's one of those people that i've seen around i know her we've met for sure but we've never like met met like okay so we met met but like with her like it feels like i've known her already um we have really good mutual friends and so and so it's so i just guys i know her all right (laughs) (laughs) we know each other we're good (laughs) yeah we're good we're good but guys yeah I had to get Elizabeth because, um, guys, she is very inspirational on, on Instagram. Uh, she has so many, and we were just talking about this. She has so many hats and roles that she has to play, but, um, guys, she's great. She's great. And I can't wait for you guys to hear what she has to say, but, um, let's, 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 let's welcome Elizabeth with a round of applause. No one's here, but I know people are clapping and I just, and I know I said that in the other episode, people are definitely screaming right now, just being like, Elizabeth. (laughs) Um, but but just to get into the episode, I had to get Elizabeth because um, I know if you didn't know, she's a teacher, uh, but I'm going to have her explain everything, obviously, in, um, in a little bit. But what uh, the first thing, just to kind of get the ball rolling, Elizabeth, um, the, the first thing uh, that maybe we can go into is kind of just tell us a, um, a little bit about yourself, how you became a teacher um, and, you know, how has it been for you, you know, that whole process of becoming a teacher and why did you want to become a teacher? Tell us about that. Right, right. Well, um, hi, everybody. So excited. Thank you, Josias, for inviting me. But um, I can definitely say that becoming a teacher was definitely a process. I'm starting my seventh year in teaching, which is like, whoa, crazy. Seven years yeah, already. Yeah. Like, wow. But um, <laughs> becoming a teacher was definitely a process. Um, when you know like when you're in kindergarten they always ask you like what do you want to be when you grow up and some right. kids are like oh i want to be a policeman or Astronaut. a doctor <laughs> right like you yeah. know crazy stuff or just i don't know or some kids simply say i don't know well right. in my case i was five this little kid with a huge bow in her head and i was like confident i'm going to be a teacher did i know what a teacher was no no way wow. like i had no idea what a teacher was but from that day, kindergarten, I knew that I wanted to be a teacher. I didn't wow. know, like, I didn't know what it entitled to be a teacher. I didn't know the work it was going to be to be a teacher, but I just knew that I wanted to be a teacher. And from there on, that just, you know, that became part of me. And my parents were never like, hey, remember what you said you want to be a teacher? No, that was, I feel that honestly, that was my calling, um, that God had called me to be a teacher. but to um 
be transformational, be someone that I that kids can look up to and just be a role model for them. Because、yeah. now here we are, late like years later. I'm not five anymore, but I, when I see that whole process, I'm like, wow, God, like. I see you. I see what you were up to, and I see your purpose. There's always a purpose in everything.、Um, so I can go back to my elementary years, and I was only in third grade. And you know, you always have kids in your class that don't speak the language.、Um, you're in an English-only class. You have kids that don't speak Spanish or don't speak English. Sorry. And so.、Um, I was the teacher's helper. I was the teacher's little teacher assistant, and I would eat that up. I loved it.、Um, I had <laughs>、yeah. my own little group, my own little board, and I would be teaching everybody English and how to write sentences. And mind you, I was only in third grade, and I mean that was just already nurturing me and fostering that love for teaching and just giving back. I mean, I wasn't waiting for a reward. The teacher wasn't giving me stickers or anything like that. I just loved. Like serving, like that—that that just act of service. I loved it.、Um, so that was that. And then、um, my dad became a pastor when I was around eight years old. And so it came to a point in our in my dad's ministry where、um, he was doing small groups and whatnot, and they needed a Sunday school teacher. And by this time, I was around eleven, twelve years old. And I said, "Well, I can, I can go ahead and help you with the kids." And so I became the first Sunday school teacher for our church, and、wow. I was only 12 years old. So if you're listening and you're young, or you have kids that are young, do know that they can be used at such an early age.、Um, I was 12 years old, and I was hosting my first small group with children. I was reading a book. I had no idea, but already I was being a teacher. And from there, like I just knew that you know what I want to do this, and、yeah. so I mean history writes itself. So then I went to high school. I was in、um, classes where I was working with kids, tutoring.、Um, I even helped in a daycare for a little bit.、Um, I went to Fresno Pacific. I was a liberal studies major with a math minor. Did my credentialing program, and、um, just recently I finished my master's in STEM education. But、um, just with the whole thing, like becoming a teacher, as I grew up, I I knew that this was God's purpose because then I started thinking, when I choose my career, because when you go to college, you kind of think, okay, what am I going to do with my life?、Right. What am I going、right. to do?、Um, there's people that sometimes are still making up their mind or they change while they're in in college. But、mm-hmm. I was very intentional, and I thought about that, and I said, you know, God, I want to be able to. Start and do something that I'm going to also bless the kingdom. Like I don't want to do something、mm. where like I can't give back. I can't give back. I've been serving.、Right. I know that my life has purpose, but how can I be an asset to the kingdom of God?、Um, and I I went into college with that mindset, and I became a teacher. And so I went to a private、um, institution, and their whole value was redemptive service, like just giving back that active、wow. service. And that was, I was just like, okay, that's just a confirmation as well that a teacher gives back. And、um, when I became I, my first year,、um, I feel that God would always place these these difficult kids in my life、um, as a teacher or even student teaching to、um, just be a blessing to them. Like、mm-hmm. part of in t- your teaching program, you're taught that okay, you can't really tell them what your faith is or anything like that, but Really, they know that you're different by how you 
act, how you treat them. Um, and so these kids, they were just gravitate towards me. And so I loved how I was able to help them by just, you know, giving them a peace of mind or just being there for them. Some kids just needed to be loved. And yeah. so if I was able to be that positive person for them, then praise God. Um, but becoming a teacher that was, you know, short and sweet, it was just, it was, it was definitely a journey and God did a lot of com like confirmation throughout that. Um, but for sure, it's, it's been a blessing. And even today I, I'm able to give back and um, train in our local church and help. Um, and just foster that and nurture. We have some juniors who are thinking of becoming teachers and I, I look at them and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I was their age when I first started. And yeah. so I'm just giving back and I love that because um, that, that's the ge next generation and how cool is it to have teachers that are filled with the Holy Ghost but just blessing our kids, especially in times like this. So yes. that's just a little bit short of why I became a teacher and how I got there. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a great story. and and. I love everything you said and it's so like you know you sound so intentional with everything and um, I know that you're praying that whole process like it like I can feel um, that in your voice and, and to me that's amazing because you know you know when I was a, um, a kid and I was going um, you know for example um, elementary school or like or like mm -hmm. middle school I just remember um, you know there were some teachers um, Elizabeth that weren't the best um, right. and that um, probably just happened to fall in being a teacher, not really like aspiring to be a teacher. Um, and, and, and I saw sometimes the way that, you know, we were treated or I'm, I'm not saying it was all crazy because, you know, worse things happen, but, but, you know, just, just, just little things because kids notice everything. And, um, I remember like, just, just like their tone or whatever. And, and to me, when I see you post guys, like she posts the most amazing stuff. If you guys don't follow her, go follow her. She posts, <laughs> she gets so excited on all the presentations she puts. And it, it literally like, just know that if nobody else is like, like I'm over here, like, oh my gosh, that is so cool. Like, I know she took the time. Like, I know she loves what she's doing. And, and I say that because I've, 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 I've encountered teachers and professors, I'll be honest with you, that honestly had the attitude of like not caring whatsoever. And they're just doing it because it's a job and they're not really giving back. And I think now more than ever, Elizabeth, we need educators and, and teachers from kindergarten from to pre-K to, to doctors, to the like professors to really, truly I, care about what they're doing. Right. Mm -hmm. I totally agree because um, people don't realize and they should know because we learned is that um, you're part of a, a child's development, their foundation, especially when they're young. Um, what you do with them and what, how you treat them, how you nurture them, um, that will impact their life. And one thing that really struck, like, struck me when I was in one of my classes was that our professor was telling us, you all want to impact a child's life, but you need to understand that your impact might have a positive or a negative effect. What kind of impact are you going to make? And I was just like, well, a positive one. But he was trying to let us know, like, even the actions that you take or what you do um, that you might think are positive might actually have a negative Im impact. And so that just made me think because um, I definitely wanted to help. I wanted to be positive, make a difference. But I had to be mindful of how I did that. And um, just throughout this these couple years i've encountered some kids that you know they've they just have tough backgrounds and i'm sure you've seen some kids even like just growing up that they don't have the most um caring homes and when you have teachers that care teachers that you know take the time to you know what right now it's not about academics right now 
I'm going to take the time to, hey, what's what's going on with you? Um, what's bothering you? Can we talk? Yeah. Yeah. That can make someone's day. And you know what? They might not remember what you taught them, division, multiplication. They're going to remember that you took the time to ask them how they right. were doing. Right. And um, that happened with one of my kiddos, actually. He was um, a child that was, oh my goodness, Josiah is so difficult. Um, I was like, Lord, what am I doing wrong? He would go under tables, run out the door. Like he was, he was one of those kids that, okay, there's something going on. What's, what's, what's up, you know? And I, I was trying everything I couldn't. And I was like, God, I don't know. And one day, cause he would walk home. I just, I walked him home. Hey, let's, let's walk home. And as we were walking home, he was just, he was just sharing everything that was going on at home. Um, mom was kind of absent in the picture in and out. It seemed, it seemed like he was raising himself and he was only eight years old and he was dealing with a lot of trauma. And so, um, during that time, um, our choir was actually practicing Waymaker and whatnot. And so he would hang out with me during um, lunchtime just in my classroom. And so he would actually listen to what I, what I was listening to because it was my yeah. lunch hour. And so he actually asked me one day, what are you listening to know listening to what is that song i'm like well so when we were walking i actually started singing that to him and i was like you know friend i use this song to remind me that it's gonna be okay you know mm -hmm. that um i'm like you go to church and he's like yeah sometimes i'm like well i go to church and i sing the song just to remind me that you know jesus is there with me and even though things might be going on He's a way maker. He's my miracle worker. And so I was singing it to him and he actually learned the verse, like the chorus wow. of it. Yeah. Yes. And so um, when he was having like a bad moment in class, um, he would actually start humming it or singing it. And I was just like, oh my gosh, wow. And um, he went to the next grade level, fourth grade, and um, he actually left our school. But one of our substitutes that um, would actually sub my class quite frequently, and she knew this this child really well because of how difficult he was. One day, texted me. She's like, "Elizabeth, guess what?" And I was telling her, "Yeah, Grace, what's up?" And she's like, "I saw your friend at the school I'm subbing at right now." And the first thing he asked me was, "Have you seen Miss Orellana?" And I'm like, "No way!" Aww. And that yes, and that and here is what i'm talking about like you can impact like a small gesture the first thing that he told her was i still sing the waymaker song miss oriana taught me and that helps me and i was just like oh my gosh and i was just crying because wow like you know god definitely blessed that child and i know that just that small song waymaker miracle worker you know that's gonna stick with the child and as they grow up hey, who knows, that can be a door opening for them to be safe. Yeah, and yeah. so, you know, again, it's all about transforming lives, even as a teacher, whether you're in public education, private education, you can still be a messenger of Christ. And I just love that. So no, and, and, and that's, no, that's an amazing, um, um, you know, little encouragement because, because mm -hmm. every, like that story that you just said, literally like teachers, like you, Elizabeth are not only an educator, but you're like a psychologist, you're a friend, you're a mom, mm -hmm. like there's so many roles within just being a teacher that I feel right. like when, when, when people go into teaching without like knowing that a little bit, you know, um, it's probably like a little scary when they deal with kids that 
um, you know, their, you know, their, their household um, is not the best and, and, and right. they're probably just acting out, you know, and it's not their fault. They're going back to a broken home. You know, mm-hmm. you know, mom is not there or dad's or whatever the case may be. And then the kids are kind of just acting out at school and the teachers are the ones that have to deal with that kid. And so, right. and so to me, like, thank God, like my high school and, and I'm still friends with some of my high school teachers and my professors, like from college. And they have been so helpful and so caring and they cared about what I was going through. They not, okay, say I got a bad grade in a paper, but they're like, are, like, are you good? You know, like, you know, is everything okay? Like, it's cool. Like, you know, there's gonna be more assignments, but are you okay? Like, and, mm-hmm. and when, or like when my counselors would ask that, or like, you know, some, some advisors, you know, in college or some, you know, mentors that I had, they were so, so, so attentive beyond the academic stuff that it made me so encouraged to like, like just make them proud and 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 so to me like speaking to you and just hearing you speak is like like i love it so much because i know what you're doing elizabeth like those kids that you have right now and those kids that you've had for so many years like they will always remember who you are they will always remember who um miss orellana is and i know that because you you're so passionate about that and i'm sure that everybody that's listening to this that know you they're probably shaking their head you know or or they're probably clapping um (laughs) and and and, okay so that's that but okay so how how has teaching um, changed changed you um, in your household or like at church? And and I knew you mentioned it a little bit, but like, mm-hmm. um, give us a little insight on how how like just just pursuing education or or, or, or pursuing being an educator. How has that molded you um, to be who Elizabeth is now, which is always going to be growing? You know, we're, we're always changing and evolving. Right. But mm-hmm. who you are now, like, you know, how has teaching shaped you? Right. I love it. So what a lot of people don't know is that um, when I was younger and even like all the way till my my late teens, I really struggled with um, just like anxiety and um, just speaking in a crowd or speaking out to an audience. Oh, my Lord. Like, uh uh-uh. It was hard. Yeah. (laughs) It it, it was so hard. And even as an adult, I was just like, no. And so when I would think, well, okay, I'm going to be a teacher. And that requires me to speak to an audience, kids, that would kind of like instill some fear in me. And like, am I going to really be able to do that? Right. And so, um, I feel that as I started my my time as a teacher and began that process, um, I began to let go and just um, like God began molding me, but my whole profession as well allowed me to like get comfortable with speaking, um, taking leadership roles because one thing when you're a teacher, yes, you're not dealing just with children like kids you are also in a work environment with colleagues and you have to get yeah you have to get into conversations with colleagues and you have to be able to hey stand your ground or you have to be able to speak up you can't just sit there and like not say just take everything yeah 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 right right and so and see that was a big problem for me because even in high school funny story i would get more absent because of how quiet i was Teachers sometimes would not know I was there. And then yeah. later on, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you've been here? And I'm like, yes, yes, super shy, super shy. And so um, definitely that was one of the things that I really worked on. And I know one of the principals, they were like, Elizabeth, you have so many ideas. You just like 
oh my gosh, in your classroom, you are amazing. I want you to voice that. I want you to come out of your shell and just blossom. And um, it wasn't something that happened from like one day to another. It was definitely a process. I, I feel like it took me maybe a year and a half or so, two years to really get comfortable and um, start speaking my mind, sharing ideas. And I remember that in one of my, um, in, like, teachers get evaluations and whatnot. Uh, my principal legit told me, I am so proud of you because I have just seen you blossom as a leader. And in my head, I was like, really? Like what? Because I was helping lead um, professional development groups in our in our school. And yeah. I was getting comfortable. I wasn't getting as nervous as I would before. And so here we are seven years later, I'm running um, summer school. I actually got interviewed for TV for something and I didn't freak out. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, so I feel that all of these experiences have molded me into um, a leader. And yes, I'm a leader like right now, like at church and whatnot, but all of these things have allowed me to be more verbal, more eloquent, more knowledgeable, and more sociable for sure. Like I can go up and talk to people. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I am gonna have an anxiety attack. <laughs> yeah, no, that's me straight up. Even now, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna still get nervous here and there. Like it's just you know meeting new people, but it's not as bad as it used to be. But right. I will always tell people, talking to kids. For me, easiest thing ever. Like I can be a fool in front of them. If you go to my class, I'm like talking weird, like because they're kids. That's how you engage right. them. And I have no shame whatsoever because hey, I'm comfortable. They like it. Let's do this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely. I feel that it has molded me and turned me into a better leader. Um, and I have been able to apply that into my church. Um, and just serving in that capacity. Like right now I help our um, superintendent with curriculum and whatnot, but definitely like what you learn in your career life, like working in, working with an administrator and things like that, it's not separate. You bring that into the church and those skills yeah. are life skills. There, yeah. you need them. So I definitely feel that this has molded me into a better leader, a better um, person. I love it. Wow, no, that's that's amazing to hear, and 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 you know, I can hear the growth too. I feel like I'm just reacting to everything you're saying, but I mean, I am. But <laughs> but you know, there's just so much growth in 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 all of our experiences, even the mm -hmm. good and the bad. And 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 you know, while you were saying that, um, I was uh, being reminded of that so my junior year of high school, there was an opportunity. So I live in Pasadena, California. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not gonna say where because I don't want anybody really weird coming to my house, but <laughs> <laughs> you know, because you never know, you never know this bit. I get it. Yeah. Crazy. So, um, so, so, um, the the really cool thing about my um, um, Pasadena, the city, is that um, th during the summer there was so many like summer programs at each public park, and they were allowing students to apply and then like work there for like the whole month or the whole two months, um, mm -hmm. and and it was re a really cool experience. So my friend was like, "You got to do it." Like I did it last year. It's the best time ever. Like, and obviously she was telling me like, "Cause the pay is great." You know, we're like literally 16 years old, like 15 years old. <laughs> Duh, like two dollars for us was like we're rich you know so right or just any type of money we were like balling um and so i was like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna do it so mm -hmm. i really was aiming to this 
and i'll be truthful okay so i was i was mm -hmm. aiming to get this park that i'm like okay it's victory park you know it's 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 a nice park like you know there's not gonna be anybody crazy like you know uh -huh. it's a park but, but you know i know that park i've been there you know i've seen the people that go there it's not gonna be crazy and then i get uh, my interview and they're like okay cool um we're actually gonna place you in this park and in this part of town it's not like you know the part of town that i wanted to be at and right. and, and and i was like you know what okay cool so I get there and I, I like my my expectation. Well, first of all, I didn't have any expectations because because I, I didn't know what. But right. when I got there, it was the best. The be like I thank God to this day that I got that park. I've met the most one the most amazing staff that like truly cared about these kids' experience during summer. And then mm -hmm. I met the nicest like the nicest kids. I have ever met to this day and they're not even from church like they're from a park and they're like nicer than the people you know and right. and my, my whole experience there really taught me one thing and to me um that that thing was that everybody goes through something totally different even mm -hmm. if you're five to 30 like what you go through your household like it, it's it's so different for everybody and um you know right. there was a kid who came back and like unfortunately like you know she, she was just crying 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 and something ha you know so you know you know something horribly happened that we had to call the cops and stuff like that obviously we have to report mm -hmm. stuff um right. and honestly there was days where the staff and and like you know we would cry because it was just it was a lot to kind of take in to know that like you know this like little five-year-old is just going through like the worst time and it's not their fault you know like but but um it really taught me to love uh, or appreciate other people's stories and be vo mm -hmm. um and be sensitive to what they're going through um so no matter how they act or or no matter um you know what the dialogue was um, we were always like, okay, so what's behind that? Like, what is it? Right. And that's one thing that the staff at the at the park, which I I wish that for some reason, like we can just meet up. Uh, which, which to be honest, I even forgot their names. Like that's like the worst. But it's been so long now. <laughs> but they had like they we we had the best time. We had the best kids. Um, we had some incidents. You know, obviously, like you know, it's not gonna be right. perfect. Mm -hmm. um and, and we had to make some wise decisions we had to report certain things that needed to be reported um and but but we know that it was it you know it was for the better for that kid and and mm -hmm. and those kids changed my life to now and i have like a really good friend and she's like you don't like kids and i'm like i do i do like it's it's and and i mean i, I mean i don't know how to prove that like i'm not gonna go up to a random kid and be like ah, you know like i'm not gonna do that but just <laughs> that experience alone like really really like and it was the best two months of my life we you know we and they were kids um you know they were black kids they were mexican like so all kids of like you know all minorities honestly mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you know we would take them to the circus we would take them and 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 since since it was for the city it was free right so they wouldn't have to pay for anything and and they were they would just light up like they've never been to these places like we took them to this water park over here called um hurricane harbor and they looked like they were at disneyland like the best thing ever and just Aww. seeing the smiles on their faces like we were just all so happy and and i realized the the, the impact one um like a teacher or or just like you know somebody who's teaching but also just if if you're somebody out there that's a leader in some type of way in your household in your job or whatever you have the opportunity to change someone's life by just being loving and being open to what's happening to them and right. and 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 to me that was like the biggest lesson i learned 
in the park you know elizabeth i was like you know what oh my right. gosh like, like these kids these kids taught me that there's so much more at, you know behind the scenes that sometimes um us adults need to be aware of especially mm -hmm. with kids um and right. and but but it taught me a bigger lesson that we just need to treat everybody with love and respect each other and mm -hmm. and and yeah and you know that was my little my little yeah uh, park park um park summary <laughs> yeah i know but i i love it because it taught you empathy it taught you to be empathetic it did. It with people. Did. Yes. yeah yes i love it no. yeah and, and, because, and, and like, that's hard to learn <laughs> you know it is oh well because sometimes people want that like because you know that leader title but when you're a leader it requires you to be empathetic for people it does. it's it not does. it's not about you it's about their needs and even with children especially children they know when you're going to be genuine or you're being genuine um because they know when you are really meeting their needs or um if you're just doing it because of you know just it's not it's not true so um i love it yeah no yeah and 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 so moving on you know um so i i was thinking i was like okay so what am i gonna ask you know elizabeth or like you know what can we talk about and obviously the one thing that i did want to talk about um was so there is a huge pandemic going on so mm -hmm. i wanted you which i know like everything shifted from education to just every job possible everything has shifted to just a whole new level um right. and and so i wanted you to expand kind of like pre-pandemic to kind of like now and you know what you're doing now to kind of adjust and everything because it's crazy right. it is I mean, um, <laughs> i'm like i just laugh because i'm just like oh my goodness i and i was sharing with you earlier i was just tired um this week on actually um today was my first day of official distance learning and let me just tell you that I would have a first day in person a hundred times over and over again versus yeah. technology on a computer. One, it's so hard. You want to like hug them and say, hi, I'm your teacher. Uh, I work at a small school, so they, they know me um, and they all knew that they were going to be in my class. Um, but it's just they want to be in your classroom, you know? Mm -hmm. um, my classroom is a Star Wars thing classroom, so they all want to be in that, the third grade teacher's classroom because it's Star Wars and it's colorful and whatnot. But um, yeah, definitely like today, everybody's hotspots. Miss Oriana, it's glitching. Miss Oriana, it's lagging me up. Miss Oriana, I cannot mute myself. So that was our first day of school today, guys. Oh Teaching my the God. pandemic, there you go. <laughs> We can't hear you. <laughs> we can't hear you. Miss Oriana, are you glitching? No, guys, it's not me, it's you. Oh my God. Yes, but for sure, um, it's been, wow, what an adventure. Um, when we went offline or like off campus in March, mm -hmm. we, would, we thought we were gonna come back at least towards the end of the year, you know, to wrap things up and say goodbye to our kids but you know that didn't happen and that that broke our heart that was it was very difficult having to clean up all of their things and then just meet them um one day to give them all their bags of everything and well bye you know i'll see you next year hopefully and then well here we are we're still in distance learning starting a brand new school year so um pre-covid you have you know your meet and greeting with parents um 
And let me tell you, for parents, so difficult right now because you have parents that are working full time. You have parents that have no idea whatsoever what's going on, like with education, which is, you know, I don't blame them because education has progressed so much that it just gets harder every year. And so here you are in charge of making sure your child is finishing their work, kind of like their teacher at home. So it's, it's, I can, I know when, pe- when parents are saying, I'm just frustrated. I, yeah. I know, I get it. I'm not a parent, but at, from my teacher perspective and the other side, because of everything that I'm teaching, yes. I know where you're at. So, um, yeah, no, pre-COVID, you would have, we would have taken our time teaching kids. Um, we would have visuals up in the classroom. You have them working in groups. We were always taught, hey, have kids work in groups. Have them collaborate, cooperate. Um, that's how they learn life skills, social skills, language skills. And now you can't have them meet in a group, right? They yeah, have to yeah. be socially distant. And now you're like, oh my gosh. Okay, so how am I going to develop those skills online on Zoom, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, definitely it's it's been a process. I, I spent like most of my day yesterday trying to finish my Bitmoji classroom because now we're in a virtual classroom. We're not in our real classroom. So um, we still have the same amount of, um, of like standards and things that we have to teach we just have to get now very creative at how we present it because there are kids that cannot learn this way that this is not their best way form of learning their modality because you have kids that learn in different modalities like some are very visual some are auditory then you have your kinesthetic learners your learners that learn by doing i don't know how you learn like but i learn by doing like i have to like do it with my hands like let me touch it let me see it science project loved it because i'm doing it and that's how i'm learning okay how are we going to do science online let me get creative with that because you want them to have that experience you want them to learn you want to engage them you want to reach them so many goals there but now you have to think, how am I going to do that? Because um, they might have limited resources. I can't really have them come to the classroom to pick everything up every day. So it's, yeah, it's changing the way that we teach and how we approach things. Um, it's no longer just, I mean, to sit in front of the computer, teach them. I We take breaks because I teach third grade, so they can't sit on the computer for seven hours. Right. Today, yeah, today we were doing um, just meet and greet and then we did like a little reading lesson and that literally was like 30 minutes 40 minutes tops and then we took a break because one of them was already like so when are we gonna be done yeah <laughs> i'm like oh buddy we just started like it's it's 8 40 so um yeah it's definitely like changing the approach of how we we um, deliver our instruction that's that is definitely a big thing that we're still honestly trying to figure out i i'm i'm constantly researching but yeah it's something and along with like the instructional piece then you have the um the social emotional piece because when you think of a child you're thinking of the whole child okay i'm trying to teach them learn but how am i gonna also 
um, help them in their social emotional because they still have needs and kids from experience. And I mean, I'm sure you've experienced it too. You can't learn if you're dealing with stuff, if you have baggage, you know? Um, Even when I was trying to finish my stuff at, like as an undergrad and even through my thesis, if I had, you know, drama or things going on in my life, I could not focus to save yeah. my life. It's so difficult. So, it really is. Very difficult. So I have to think, okay, what can I do to make sure that I check on their social emotional needs, their minds, you know, mental health to make sure that they are ready to learn? Because if I don't um, tackle that first, we're not gonna we're not gonna have any learning happening. So kind of like what we did today was definitely checked in, talked about our zones of regulation. And I shared that on my Instagram. So definitely if you check that out, you'll see it. Um, but um, we were talking about like, okay, how are you feeling? Are you feeling like in the red zone? Are you in the green zone? Are you in the yellow? Luckily they were all in the green zone because they were all yeah. excited to be back to school. Um, and then I did a check-in again at the end of the day. Tell me, how are you feeling? And they're like, we're in the green. And then I asked them, well, if you're feeling maybe in the red or in the blue, why do you think you're feeling that way? Let's reflect. And some kids are really easy to tell you, oh, I feel like this because of this. But there are kids who cannot express their feelings. So then you know, yeah. feel, okay, you know, what can I do about that? So as you can see, it's definitely a challenge now on distance learning to do that because I can easily do that in the classroom. I can see their their body language. I can see their yeah. face, you know, but now, okay, they're on a computer. How am I going to assess this? How am I going to um, help them? So for sure, it's, it's going to be something. Hopefully we can go back to school soon, but uh, we don't know yet. No, and, and everything is, it just sounds so crazy because, you know, you go from, okay, everybody, you know, like, well, you know, welcome back to class to like, mm-hmm. everything is just completely different. And, and I'm, and I'm sure that even like, just how they're getting used to it, I'm sure you guys are even, you know, struggling even more because you guys are the teachers, you know, you guys have to be the ones to, yeah. to, to think. And I, and, and I know you said that you're researching, but like, I don't even know what there's to research because everybody's just like going through the same thing. So it's like, everybody's just trying to figure everything <laughs> yes. out, you know? We just just bounce off ideas, you know? And like at this point, I was telling my friend, it's not even like, because she was telling me, I feel so anxious. Like I see all these teachers doing all this amazing stuff. I'm like, friend, I want you to understand that we are on the same boat. We are all (laughs) like LOST lost. We're just making our things look super cute, but we're kind of lost. All right, but we're going to figure it out. We are in this together. I'm like, don't get overwhelmed because then if we get overwhelmed, then we transfer that to the kids. Exactly. So I'm like, you know what? Let's take a deep breath. We're going to bounce off ideas. Um, I follow like different teacher pages on Facebook, on Instagram. And seriously, I just like get ideas from there. I look at like what like psychologists are saying, what different... um, writers have written so far or little articles and I'm like okay cool and try to incorporate that into my distance learning curriculum because yeah like you said there's not much right now so all we can do right now is not being a competition let's all work together because we are in the same boat (laughs) no 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 you're completely right because I'm like I'm like thinking about it and I'm like and, and and you know what though I've seen videos of like high school teachers like struggling like whoever's a high school Mm -hmm. teacher 
and I have to do the Zoom stuff. Oh man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh man, like I see like the craziness that 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 is, you know, just like on YouTube or just on, you know, on Instagram and those little videos that they put just like and, and all the kids are just like messing with their teachers, you know, we can't hear, we can't hear. and obviously they can, but oh my gosh, no like I, I can't even imagine how stressful it must be just to kind of figure or like try to figure everything out day by day, mm-hmm. especially you know, with with and then you teach third grade, right? Yes. Yeah. Which is I like they're little. They are. They're only eight. When they leave my class, they're like nine. So yeah, and some of them have like today. I had one kid who, um, again, first year of school, mind you, I was on Zoom with him for like another hour, just him and I, because he did not know how to work the computer. Like, wow. and you would think that he knew how because. At this point, everybody who does not own a, like a smartphone or a computer, right, right, but even just, kids, they, they have their right, own stuff. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, so we can't assume that kids are tech savvy because they're yeah. not, especially because maybe their parents aren't. Which parents like totally were like, you know, they were they're Spanish speaking, like my like I don't know, I need help, and I can see it. Like, yes, this child needed help. So if the kids are struggling, and let me tell you, there's teachers who are not tech savvy. So um, I feel for them because right now, um, where we're at, you kind of need to um, like definitely add more tech skills because you need them because that's all we are able to use technology. So it has been a learning curve for teachers and teachers and students. Yes. Wow. No, that's man i you know whoever's teacher out there i wish i can give you a hug because i know it's difficult but but you know what overall elizabeth thank you for sharing thank you for yes. just kind of opening up and 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 just like to me just to hear you talk it just it, it just incur- like now i want to be a teacher and i'm not even like anywhere near a teacher but you, you can know, do just- it <laughs> no but but just like you know you know hearing your passion i know that the your kids are blessed to have you as a teacher and i'm sure all the other kids as well and i know i said that before but okay so just overall just to kind of end this thing um what advice which i know this whole you know episode basically is like you giving advice to like other teachers and stuff but what what um other advice would you give to either um let's say other teachers but also parents who has kids who are dealing with you know helping them with zoom so so some advice for the teachers and then some advice for the parents what would you tell them yeah so let me go ahead and start with parents because i know parents are like oh my goodness i need advice one thing that for sure um i would let parents know is work together with your teacher um it's very easy to like you know talk and um I, I, I was gonna say talk smack or like just be frustrated and talk in yeah. frustration you know yeah, yeah. and it's true because you have parents then posting on Facebook like oh my gosh this is frustrating so if you have that fixed mindset where no it's not getting better this is just hard this and this then your child is going to hear that and they're gonna transfer that or transmit that into their learning. And so they're gonna go into school with that mindset. Well, I'm not gonna learn because my mom says, or my dad is saying this, they're hearing all this negativity. So even though it's difficult, I highly recommend to create a positive environment amidst challenges, amidst this turmoil, this pandemic. Let's create a positive environment. Hey buddy, you know what? Yes, 
it's different, it's difficult, but you know what? I'm going to help you. We're going to work together. And creating those routines and those structures for your child will definitely help them to succeed in distance learning. Um, if your child sees that you have a growth mindset where you are thinking outside the box, where you are being positive, even though you really want to be negative, they're going to have a positive attitude and they're right. going to say, you know what? I can do this. Maybe I don't know how to do it yet, the power of that yet, um, but I will get there versus, nope, I'm not going to get there. I can't do this. Not going to happen. I give up very different types of mindsets, right? So definitely uh, parents just creating that positive environment for your child and making sure that they have a, um, a nice little corner at home somewhere where they can definitely learn because it's very, very hard if, you know, we're walking around in the background, having a cell phone conversation and they're trying to learn a math or writing or reading. So being mindful of that or little brother, you know, pulling on their headphones or something. Um, yeah, I had one kid, sister was bouncing on a ball behind, but I was like, okay. Yeah, so definitely um, those are those, those are like quick advice, easy to definitely like help your child. Um, and with teachers, like I said, we're all in this together. Um, don't feel overwhelmed. Um, yesterday I just posted like, um, I posted a, like just how I was feeling. I was feeling kind of anxious, like, oh my goodness, it's my first, my first day of school. But, you know, God just reminded me, like, I need to cast my anxieties on him and remind me and re just remind myself that he's going to take care of all my needs and take care of this situation. I am not alone. He has not forsaken me, even amidst everything that is going on, um, you know. You can do this. Again, we're not in a competition with any other teachers. Reach out, like reach out to your friends that you see what they're doing. Hey, how did you do this? It's okay to ask. I think that sometimes teachers, we are afraid to ask because teachers sometimes are like very type A or very controlling um, and we want to do it all ourselves. But right now we need each other. It's okay to ask. And you know what? It's okay to fail. Like today, oh my goodness. I In my mind, I was gonna have this like perfect day online like i have it figured out oh no like my kids were on and out some like even ended up coming to the school because their chromebook was broken it's okay that's gonna happen and you just take a breather and you know you know you go the next day here we go um again we're all in this together and know that i'm praying for you all and i love you all we got this there you go guys there you go and you know, I, I'm not going to say any advice because I'm definitely not a teacher, but I thank you, Elizabeth, uh, yes, for all the input, you. you know, that that uh, you gave and, you know, for the conversation we have, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm super grateful for the conversation. And look, guys, if you're listening to this and you are not an educator, if you're not a teacher, if you're not a student or whatever, it's still good to hear stuff like this. It's still good, you know, to to acknowledge what's happening around the world. And and truly this pandemic has truly affected the whole education system like crazy. And so, yeah. um, you know, that's why I thought, you know, I need, you know, I need to get Elizabeth and then we need to talk about being a teacher because I know it's super important right now and super relevant um, for people every single day. So again, thank you, Elizabeth. I truly appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. This is great. It was, it was a great conversation. And guys, that was it for this one. Um, the next couple ones are going to be awesome as well. So don't miss those out. Um, and yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Peace out, everybody. Bye.